Hello and welcome to Weekly MTG. I am your overexcited host, Blake Rasmussen. Today, today is one of my favorite shows we've ever done because today we are taking a first look at the Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-Earth and I honestly, like, I'm having trouble containing my excitement to actually get information out to all of you. This set, y'all, this set is an amazing love letter to Tolkien fans one of which is me, um, and I'm I'm just I'm bursting with joy getting to share all of this with you. Uh, couple notes right up front. This is a first look. Uh, for those of you who don't know what a first look is, first looks are our opportunity to actually show a bit about the set to your local game store so that they know what they're ordering. Uh, as a bonus, you all get to see stuff too. So we're a little bit ahead of the release, which is happening uh, in a few months, but we want to give local game stores that first look and you as well. So we're going to see some cool stuff today. We're not really going to talk about mechanics uh, with a little asterisk next to that. We're, we're just, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We're going to get to the good stuff. Um, also, before we get started, um, and before I can no longer contain myself and just start talking about cards, uh, I do want to let you all know that we have relaunched the Magic Story podcast. So we did the Magic Story podcast years ago uh, around the time of Dominaria, and it has been relaunched uh, ahead of one of our most consequential stories coming up, the March of the Machine story. That set of written stories is going to kick off this Thursday, and if you're looking to get caught up, learn a little bit about what has brought us here, the Magic Story podcast is available now. You can head to dailymtg.com to find it, or you can find it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Okay, Lord of the Rings. Okay, so if you're not familiar with the set, if you haven't seen the uh, the pre-order beat or, or any of the bits that we've talked about so far, uh, Lord of the Rings, the Tales of, or sorry, The Lord of the Rings, Tales of Middle-Earth is our first Universes Beyond booster release. And as such, it has been given so much care. Um, we have worked really close with people at Middle-Earth Enterprises to craft this um, this set that brings to life um, Tolkien's words, and we are so excited to bring it to you all. So we are going to kick things off by sharing a number of the characters who are part of this world. Um, we're going to talk about all of the components of this product, the product lineup. We're going to talk about a couple of promotions. We're going to talk about promos. Um, buy a box, box toppers, um, which are incredibly sweet. And we are just going to relish the flavor that is imbued throughout this set. Uh, those of you who've seen me talk before, no, I don't talk this fast or this much unless I'm this excited. So we are going to kick things off. And of course, we are going to start things by taking a look at Frodo. Uh, Frodo Sauron's Bane. For one white mana, you get a 1-2 legendary creature, Halfling Citizen. For white or black, white or black, if Frodo Sauron's Bane is a citizen, it becomes a Halfling Scout with base power and toughness 2-3 and lifelink. And then for triple black mana, if Frodo is a scout, it becomes a Halfling Rogue with whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game if the ring has tempted you four or more times. Otherwise, the ring tempts you. Yes. Being tempted by the ring is a core mechanic of this set, and we are not going to talk about what it means yet today. You will see it referenced in a few places, uh, but we're going to talk about the actual mechanics of that as we get closer to the set, but know that it is imbued throughout this set. And uh, I'm going to pause because each of these cards tells a little story at a certain point. This is... Frodo going on his journey starts as a halfling citizen and then becomes a scout as he goes out into the world. And then as the ring bears down on him, uh, as his journey goes on, he becomes a halfling rogue with, you see that black mana imbuing him with even more power. Um, now, we of course have multiple different versions of cards in this set. And so let's go through what they are and kind of the concepts for each of them. So there's the uh, main set regular version on the left. In the center there is the showcase ring treatment. So the showcase ring treatment is meant to show characters uh, when they're at a point of uncertainty. 
Often it involves being tempted by the ring or wearing the ring or handling the ring. Um, not all of them. We're going to see a couple cases today where they are other moments of uncertainty. But here you see Frodo early on slipping on the ring to hide um, and, and being further tempted by it and drawn to its power. Finally, on the right side, uh, the Borderless Scene Bundle promo. So if you have been paying attention, there are seven scenes, uh, collections of cards that uh, in that Borderless treatment will create a scene. We're going to see one of those scenes today. When we first announced the set, we released the scene, not the cards, of the um, uh, Battle of Pelmore Fields. And this is from a scene that we're going to reveal here that shows them at Mount Doom. So we're going to show all four cards in that scene today. Now, of course, Frodo can't go to Mount Doom without Sam. Samwise the Stout-Hearted. Uh, this is a legendary creature halfling peasant. Uh, Samwise the Stout-Hearted costs one and a white mana is a 2-1 with flash, and when Samwise the Stout-Hearted enters the battlefield, choose up to one target permanent card in your graveyard that was put there from the battlefield this turn. Return it to your hand, then the ring tempts you. So something I want to point out about this, you'll notice that Samwise here is an uncommon. Throughout this set, if you, if you saw the article yesterday on IGN talking about Gandalf, uh, there are multiple versions of characters depicted at different points in the story. And there will be uncommon versions, rare versions, mythic versions. Not every character gets all the, treat, all the uh, different rarities, but it's much like Brothers War where your favorite characters get multiple treatments showing them at multiple points in their journey. So this is the uncommon version of Samwise the Stout-Hearted and uh, as is flavorful, he's saving someone. So let's look at the different versions of Samwise the Stout-Hearted. Um, I love his showcase ring treatment, which shows him bearing um, Frodo up Mount Doom to carry the one ring that last little bit of the way uh, that only Sam and his strength could do. Finally, on the right side, the Borderless Scene Bundle promo uh, is showing his part in the scene of Mount Doom. Now, the Borderless Scene Bundle promo, it's noted as a bundle promo, but you can get this scene in uh, Collector Boosters as well. Uh, so the scene, the bundle scene is foil. And note that in the bundle, normally there is one bundle promo. In this case, the bundle and the gift bundle will both have this scene. So we'll have all four cards. Every bundle will have all four cards, and we'll see the others today. Uh, Non-foils can be found in the collector booster of that scene with Samwise the Stouthearted over there. All right, now also imbued throughout this set are the locations that we visit uh, throughout the entire journey. And so I thought today we'd share the beginning of the journey and the end of the journey. So let's take a look at the Shire. The Shire is a legendary land that enters the battlefield tapped unless you control a legendary creature. Tap to add green and one in a green. Tap an untapped creature you control. Create a food token. And I love the flavor text on all of these. Uh, you must start somewhere and have some roots and the soil of the Shire is deep. So a couple things to note about this card. Uh, yes, there is a bit of a legendary theme throughout the set, obviously with so many amazing characters, there are legends strewn throughout this set. Um, many who are very well known, like Frodo and Sam, and we'll see some uh, lesser known ones later on as well. And then food. How can it be a set with hobbits and not have a food sub-theme? So you'll see many hobbits creating food, doing things with food. There's some versions of Sam that deal with food. Um, so you'll see food kind of throughout the set as well. Uh, now, these locations, all of which have rare or mythic rare versions, um, will also have borderless versions as well. So this is the borderless version of the Shire with different art on the idyllic landscape. All right, and now the polar opposite of the Shire, we come to Mount Doom a legendary land that you can tap and pay a life to add black or red. Uh, 
then you can pay one black red and tap. Mount Doom deals one damage to each opponent. And then the incredibly flavorful final ability, five a black and a red, tap and sacrifice Mount Doom and a legendary artifact. Choose up to two creatures, then destroy the rest. Activate only as a sorcery. Um, a couple notes on this one, besides just dripping with flavor, um, I know a lot of people will see the black and red and expect that there is a cycle of dual lands. That is not the case. This is a land that was uh, specifically designed to represent Mount Doom. There, this is not part of a five-card cycle. This is just Mount Doom adding the black and red. And, of course, there is the borderless version, which gets a little up close and personal with the final landing spot of the one ring. Um, next, I want to circle back and look at a couple more characters, one of which should look familiar if you saw the IGN article yesterday. But first, we have Gollum, Patient Plotter. For one in a black, you have a legendary creature, Halfling Horror. Uh, Gollum, Patient Plotter is a 3-1. And when Gollum Patient Plotter leaves the battlefield, the ring tempts you. Again, we'll talk more about what that means closer to release. Black and sacrifice a creature. Return Gollum from your graveyard to your hand. Activate only as a sorcerer. sorcery. Uh, this is an uncommon version of Gollum, kind of as we meet him uh, along with Frodo. Um, there are multiple versions, of course, of Gollum. We have Gollum in the center, living in his cave with the ring for hundreds of years. And then on the right side, we have Gollum's part in that Mount Doom scene. And then if you saw the article yesterday, this next one is going to look familiar. So Gandalf the Grey was revealed by IGN yesterday for three blue and a red legendary creature, Avatar Wizard. Uh, when you cast an instant or sorcery spell, choose one that hasn't been chosen. You may tap or untap target permanent. Gandalf the Grey deals three damage to each opponent. Copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. Or put Gandalf on top of its owner's library. It's a 3-4. Gandalf shows up, does some tricks, and leaves. Um, what I do, let's put up the ring version as well. So I want to talk about this a little bit. I know this card was revealed yesterday, but again, with the multiple versions of a character, this is the Gandalf we see protecting the Fellowship in the Mines of Moria uh, when the Balrog shows up. So you'll see that on the left, him standing up ready to face the Balrog. And then his moment of uncertainty, Gandalf the Grey, remember, we'll meet other versions of Gandalf away, uh, along the way. Uh, is in the Mines of Moria, falling off the bridge of Khazadum uh, as he battles the Balrog. Yes, this set has a Balrog in it. Yes, we will see uh, the bridge of Khazadum even later in this presentation. So um, the multiple versions of Gandalf the Grey, that was also revealed yesterday, but if you missed it, there's going to be a Gandalf, Friend of the Shire. There's going to be a Gandalf the White, of course. Uh, and there may be a version in the Commander set as well. Now, the other thing this set does really well, besides the characters and locations, is important moments throughout the set. And so that's why I wanted to lead with Gandalf here, because the next card is a really good example of that. So this is a simple, uncommon trick, but it's you cannot pass. Uh, for a single white instant, destroy target creature that blocked or was blocked by a legendary creature this turn and we see a more action-heavy scene between Gandalf and the Balrog. Um, I, I just almost got into lore of the Maiar. I'm not going to do that. We're going to keep going. I've been listening to a lot of Lord of the Rings podcasts lately because I'm excited. Um, but this set is not just flavor. It is absolutely dripping with flavor. Uh, but it is worth noting that this set is legal in modern. And while this set is not modern horizons in terms of power level, we do have some interesting new additions to that format, like our next card that people have been asking for in some form or fashion for a while. So this is Reprieve. For one and a white instant, return target spell to its owner's hand, draw a card. So this is basically a white remand, which people have been talking about being possible in white for a while. So that is going to be available in modern. 
that's sort of the power level that we're aiming for, but um, it is, again, this set is dripping with flavor and where there are opportunities, these kind of cool modern shots were made. Um, but I'm really excited, as a huge Reman fan, I'm really excited for Reprieve. I'll just play blue-white and we can play uh, eight of these things. Um, okay, now, when I started getting excited about this set, it was this next card that I went looking for. I uh, pinged the architect and I was like, hey, is this character in here? He's like, yes, absolutely, check it out, here it is. Um, and I have been, I've been listening to podcasts about theories about this character, and I couldn't not put it in the first look here. I was so excited to get this out in the world. Let's meet Tom Bombadil. Tom Bombadil for white, blue, black, red, and green is a legendary creature God Bard. Now again, I've been listening to theories about Tom Bombadil, and that God Bard line might actually set off some new theories. We'll see. But anyway, 4-4. Four, four. As long as there are four or more lore counters among sagas you control, Tom Bombadil has hexproof and indestructible. Whenever the final chapter ability of a saga you control resolves, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a saga card. Put that card onto the battlefield and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. This ability triggers only once each turn. It is a saga commander. It is a storyteller. It is Tom Bombadil brought to life. Um, I am just beyond excited for this. Let's also show the ring version because the ring version is really cool. Uh, if you are not familiar with Tom Bombadil's part in the story, um, he's sort of this enigmatic figure, but his um, biggest claim to fame, I guess, is that he's completely unaffected by the ring. He puts it on, he doesn't turn invisible, he's not tempted by it in the least, and so uh, rather than this moment of uncertainty, we see light coming from Tom Bombadil um, and it just, it tells such an amazing story for such a wild and creative character that I'm so stoked we were able to get into the set. Um, just amazing. Okay, I can only gush about Tom Bombadil for so long. We do have to keep going through more cards. Let's keep doing some more cards. So um, there are going to be four commander decks released with this set, and we're not releasing the face cards today because a lot of them contain mechanics. Um, but I did want to show you two examples um, of cards that are not the face cards but are really cool to show again that the flavor is just throughout these commander decks and you're going to be able to play these commander decks and tell a story, as it were, a tale of Middle-earth. So one of the first cards I have from the commander decks to show you is Sam Loyal Attendant. One, a green and a white for a legendary creature, Halfling Peasant. It's a 2-4, uh, but the most flavorful bit of this text, of course, is partner with Frodo Adventurous Hobbit. So, uh, yes, there will be the face card, actually, of this commander deck is Frodo Adventurous Hobbit. We're not going to show Frodo today, but how can we have a commander deck without Sam and Frodo partnering uh, to go on an adventure? Uh, in this case, Sam, Loyal Attendant, creates uh, at the beginning of combat on your turn a food token. Of course, Sam creates a food token. And then activated abilities of foods you control cost one less to activate. So uh, Sam and Frodo partnering to go on an adventure here. Uh, that version you see on the right is the extended version. So the new commander cards will have extended versions in collector boosters as well. Um, and then Maybe second to Tom Bombadil is my next favorite character in Lord of the Rings, which is, again, why I got to pick it. Um, we're going to see the commander version of Radagast, Wizard of the Wild. So Radagast is two, a green and a blue, 3-5, legendary creature, avatar wizard, ward one. Beasts and birds you control have ward one. Radagast is all about the beasts and the birds. Whenever you cast a spell with mana value five or greater, choose one. Create a 3-3 green beast creature token or create a 2-2 uh, blue bird creature token with flying. Um, Radagast, for those who don't know, is one of the uh, wizards very much like Gandalf or Saruman. Uh, but he is all about the, well, the beasts and the birds, all about nature. So love Radagast. Radagast is going to be in one of the commander decks. All right, now 
we are going to talk a little bit about a card that you might have seen yesterday as well. So we had to, of course, lead with the One Ring, but there's more to it than just this. So this is the One Ring. If you haven't seen it, it costs four mana. It is a legendary artifact with indestructible. And when the One Ring enters the battlefield, if you cast it, you gain protection from everything until your next turn. At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life for each burden counter on the One Ring. Tap, put a burden counter on the one ring, then draw a card for each burden counter on the one ring. Now, one of my favorite comments when this was revealed yesterday was someone remarking that there was no writing on this ring. And that was absolutely on purpose because there are multiple versions of the one ring, oddly enough, sort of ironically, although we'll get to that in one second. So let's take a look at the variations of the one ring. So, you will see the extended version right there in the middle. So that is the Collector Booster version. And then the One Ring from the Mount Doom scene. So again, you can get the One Ring in the bundle or gift bundle as part of this scene. And that scene version will also be in Collector Boosters. Um, and there's, there's another wrinkle to the One Ring we're going to get to in a, in a moment. Uh, we also have the Mount Doom bundle promo borderless scene as a whole. So this is what the four cards together look like. And then actually we can show you the whole scene without the text on top of it as well, which is pretty cool. We are not done talking about the one ring. We are going to get to uh, more about the one ring in a moment. Um, no, that moment is now. That moment is now. So, um, the One Ring. Uh, we do, in this set, have a set, a, a couple sets of serialized rings. So, for those of you less familiar with the lore, uh, there is the One Ring, but there are other rings in the set as well. There are three rings for elves. I, I could just read the poem, but uh, there are seven rings for the Dwarf Lords in their Halls of Stone. I'm paraphrasing at this point. And then there were nine for mortal men. Uh, that's how the Nazgul came about. Um, so, what we did in this set is there are serialized versions of the Elven Ring, of the Dwarf Lord Rings, and of the Mortal Men Rings. These you see here. So these are soul rings. Now, the text in them is Quenya, which is the Elvish tongue, and in each of these, they each have the same flavor text. And that flavor text is the poem, Three Rings for the Elven Kings Under the Sky, Seven for the Dwarf Lords in their Halls of Stone, Nine for Mortal Men Doomed to Die, One for the Dark Lord in his Dark Throne, In the Land of Mordor, Where the Shadows Lie. Now, there are um, serialized versions and non-serialized versions. Now, notice on here... Um, the one of 300, one of 700, one of 900. Those are to speak to the fact that there are three rings for the Elven King. So that's the Elvenish ring of their, which there are 300. Uh, so there are double serialized, which have 300 total. And then there's non-foil, non-serialized. Again, of the Elven rings, there are 3,000 of those. Again, with playing off that three. For the Dwarven Soul Rings, that's center one, there are 7,000 non-foil, non-serialized, and 700 double rainbow foil serialized. And then for the nine for mortal men doomed to die, 9,000 non-foil, non-serialized rings, and 900 double rainbow foil serialized. Uh, the, these rings can only be found in collector boosters, which come in the languages you see at the bottom, English, German, French, Chinese, Simplified, and Japanese. Um, these are digital representations of those cards. Now, notice there's not a one ring in here. That's because for this set, how do you serialize the one ring in any other way other than making a one-of-one one ring, which we will show now. So this is a traditional foil card printed in the Black Speech of Sauron, it can only be found in a single English language, The Lord of the Rings, Tales of Middle-Earth, Collector Booster. Uh, this is, for a game piece, this is mechanically the same as the One Ring that you can get in the main set. Uh, but that text there in the black speech, in the main part of it, 
is the remainder of that poem. One ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all, and in the darkness bind them, in the land of Mordor where the shadows lie. Uh, this is in this one singular one of one ring is a traditional foil. Now let's look at all the places that you can get different versions of the ring to talk about. Okay, so to be clear, if you are looking for the main set version uh, that is found in some packs on every product we run, the bundle alt art promo version, uh, they are, again, these are all mechanically, unique, uh, mechanically the same. Uh, they are identical as far as gameplay pieces, but obviously have their different uh, amazing aspects to them. The bundle alt art promo version uh, cannot be found in draft and set boosters, but it can be found in every bundle or gift bundle, and then will be in some collector boosters. The extended art version is found in the gift bundle uh, specifically in collector boosters that are in the gift bundle. So gift bundles come with collector boosters, so you will find it sometimes in there, uh, and then can be found in any language English boosters. And then the one of one ring, the serialized, of which there's only one version, and again, you can see the, the writing on the ring and that image, it's amazing. Uh, it is put into a single English language collector booster somewhere in the world that Collector Booster could be found in a gift bundle. So if, if you get a gift bundle, you could get the Collector Booster that has the one of one ring in it. Um, but we really could not pass up this incredibly flavorful serialization. There is um, just something about having the one ring. And so we, we had to do that. Um, now, let's move on. I went a little bit out of order there. That's okay. My producer, producer Sean, kept up. Appreciate you, Sean. Um, now, if you were also paying attention yesterday, we showed off five map lands. So full art lands that show maps of Middle-earth. Um, we have the, addi uh, the additional five. So there are 10 total. We're gonna show those off. Uh, I will say these are not meant to form any sort of larger map. Don't try to piece these together. Uh, they are very cool in and of their own. They show off various portions of the map. And, you know, one of my favorite parts of Middle-earth has always been how developed the geography is, how you can actually trace maps of, of the journey, and it's amazing. So, the full art map lands uh, will be available with this set as well. Um, now, one of the coolest things we've done with this set is we have a set of box toppers we are calling... Uh, Realms and Relics. So Realms and Relics are going to be both places and objects from throughout Middle-earth and the Lord of the Rings. And uh, these are going to be, you'll get one for every box, so they'll come in any box. Um, they are going to be technically part of the Commander set, so they will not change legality, which you'll see will be important in a moment since this is a modern legal release. Uh, not all of these cards are modern cards, but you will get one of these box toppers with every purchase of a box. And they will also be available in collector boosters as well. Um, but let's take a look at some of these fancy, fancy cards. Um, this is the Party Tree, also known as the Great Henge. So this is a, should be a familiar card, but seven in green, green for a legendary artifact. A spell costs X less to cast. Rex is the greatest power among creatures you control. Add green, green. You gain two life whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control. Put a plus one, plus one counter on it and draw a card. So this is the Great Henge, but given the Lord of the Rings treatment, uh, you'll notice in the lower left-hand corner it has the LTC uh, three-letter code, and then the set symbol is the Samander, eh, Samander, Commander set symbol, uh, indicating that it is part of that release and does not change legality now. The Great Henge is already modern legal. Um, the next one we're gonna see is also modern legal, but is super cool, and someone in the comments called it out earlier. Let's take a look at, where it is, where is it, let's see. There it is, the Bridge of Khazadum, which is ensnaring bridge. So for three mana, you get an artifact and creatures with power greater than the number of cards in your hand can't attack. Uh, again, for those unfamiliar with Lord of the Rings, this is the scene of that famous Gandalf and Balrog fight where the rest of the fellowship had to flee and Gandalf went down to his sordid doom. 
Um, in the flavor text, the way lay out across a slender bridge of stone. It was an ancient defense of the dwarves that only could be traversed in single file. So incredibly flavorful and perfect. Um, yeah, this has been a popular modern card here and there. Um, and we're excited to see it as the Bridge of Casa Doom. And then finally, um, for today, this is not the entirety of the list of box toppers. We'll reveal the box toppers when we get to previews. Um, but we wanted to give an example of a card that was not modern legal to show that not all of these are intended for modern. And that's okay because our next one is Valley of Gorgoth, also known as Wasteland. So you can tap to add a colorless mana or tap and sacrifice Valley of Gorgoth to destroy target non-basic land. And I love the flavor text on this one, but I am going to Mordor, said Frodo. I know that well enough, said Sam. Of course you are, and I'm coming with you. So yeah, and you can see in the bottom there, if you don't notice it right away, that is Frodo and Sam in the art wandering through the Valley of Gorgoth headed towards Mount Doom. All right, next up, we are going to take a look at uh, some of the product lineup. Uh, we do have a couple more preview cards to show. We're not quite done yet, but let's take a look at the product lineup. It is a relatively normal product lineup. We have draft boosters, we have set boosters, we have collector boosters, we have pre-release packs, there's a starter kit, and yes, you don't have to freeze and enhance on the cards on the starter kit. We're gonna show those in a moment. Uh, the bundle gift edition and then the regular bundle are there in the lower left. We'll talk a bit about more the contents of those as we get a little bit closer, but we wanted people to know that there are two of those. Uh, and then jumpstart boosters, and there will be four commander decks. We're gonna take a closer look at the commander decks. We're not gonna reveal the face cards, but we'll talk a little bit about the characters and sort of the themes. So let's take a look at the first one. So this is the Riders of Rohan. This is a white, red, blue deck uh, centered around the Riders of Rohan. You'll notice that it does include the collector booster sample pack. Uh, the two legendary traditional foils are going to be the face card and a secondary character. So. Um, when we talked about Radagast and Sam. Before, those were two of the secondary characters. All right, next up, we have Food and Fellowship. This will be the deck where Sam and Frodo. Now you'll notice Sam was white-green, but there's black in this set as well because there's a little bit of darkness to Frodo. Um, but this will be a food-focused deck with Sam and Frodo leading the way. Next up, Elven Council, blue-green, Focused on the Elven Council, um, there will be a Scry sub-theme to this one, and it'll focus on characters like Elrond and others who lead the Elves. And then finally, the fourth deck, and of course we could not have one without Sauron leading the way. The Hosts of Mordor, it is a red, black, blue deck, and Sauron the something will be the face card of this commander deck. Um, there are a couple more things real quick. So there will be a buy a box promo, uh, which is adorable. Uh, it is a Lorian brooch, which is a reskinned Trailblazer's boots. Uh, equipped creatures have non-basic land box equipped to. Um, the Lorian brooch is, of course, a very useful item that the elves hand out. And then finally, the two face cards from the starter commander, or not commander decks, the starter decks, starter kit face cards. There we go. Uh, Aragorn and Arwen Wed, for a green and a white legendary creature, human elf noble, uh, vigilance. Whenever Aragorn and Arwen Wed enters the battlefield or attacks, put a plus one plus one counter on each other creature you control. You gain one life for each other creature you control, um, and the flavor text tells a little bit about their marriage. And then in a darker turn, Sauron the Lidless Eye, three a black and a red legendary creature, Avatar Horror. So this is. This is the only version of Sauron we're getting today, but this is the starter kit version. There are other versions of Sauron. I love that his fingers are missing, but anyway, going on. Uh, when Sauron the Lidless Eye enters the battlefield, gain control of target creature and opponent controls until end of turn. Untap it. It gains haste until end of turn. Creatures you can, and for one black and a red, creatures you control get plus two, plus zero until end of turn. Each opponent loses two life. Um, so, those are all the preview cards we have for today. We do still have a little bit more information, um, and we will talk about 
Um, we will have some time for questions and answers, and then we'll answer what I can, which is, which is not a ton at a first look. Uh, next up, we have, um, so there is going to be a celebration event. The Magic Celebration event is something we are doing in addition to pre-release. It's going to be a big, uh, big special celebration event specifically for Lord of the Rings. Uh, we're going to have more information on that coming soon. But let's take a look at some of the key dates coming up. So, lots of stuff coming up. MagicCon Minneapolis, we may have a little bit of Lord of the Rings there. Um, you'll have to show up to find out. May 30th, the Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-Earth debut and previews begin. We'll start previews then on May 30th through June 9th. June 8th will be the day that we reveal the Commander deck lists and do most of the preview cards. We'll have some Commander previews before then. The full card image gallery will be June 9th. And then June 16th through 22nd is in-store pre-release events. June 20th is when um, MTG Arena will have the digital release. Uh, June 23rd will be the global tabletop release. June 23rd through 25th will be those launch party events I was just talking, or sorry, nope, launch party events. The celebration events are in a moment. The bundle gift edition will release on July 7th. July 7th through 9th, the Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-Earth in-store celebration events. So again, we'll have more information on what that cool event is at that point. We'll have commander parties July 21st through 23rd. Uh, MagicCon Barcelona, running July 28th through 30th, will feature play from the Lord of the Rings, Tales of Middle-Earth, and then store championships. And then down there you see holiday release. We haven't talked much about that here, but on November 3rd there will be another release window for some Lord of the Rings product. Um, it will have some differences to it, and we'll talk more about as we get to that, but be aware that there is a holiday release of Lord of the Rings. It will have some new content. Okay, that's it. We, we, we got through all of this stuff. Um, I'm, I don't know about you, but I have been a fan of Lord of the Rings. I always tell people I am enough of a fan of Lord of the Rings that I have read the Silmarillion, but not necessarily a big enough one that I've uh, remembered all of it. And so uh, this set is just strewn with amazing flavor. I'm super excited. Um, I will try to answer whatever questions I can. I will note that there is an article going up on Daily MTG. Uh, it might already be up. And that may answer some of your questions, and I may point some of you there. Um, so let's start answering questions. Will the content of the set be drawn from the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy or, or canon or just the trilogy? It is focused on the trilogy. Um, I'm not enough of a Lord of the Rings scholar to fully know if there are bits and pieces from other places, but it's very, as you saw with cards like um, You Shall Not Pass, it is very focused on the Lord of the Rings story. Um, is it possible that the One of One Ring will be in a holiday release pack? No. It is in this round of collector boosters. Uh, let's see. Do food tokens depict potato? Uh, we will show the food tokens off when we get to the debut. Uh, they are, uh, like all the tokens in the set, they will be in-world depictions of food. Um, are we only getting scenes from Lord of the Rings, or will there be stuff from the Silmarillion? Uh, we are getting, the scenes are all from Lord of the Rings. What does it mean the ring tempts you? You'll have to stay tuned. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. Uh, so, uh, people asking about news about other products. We're focused on Lord of the Rings today, so I don't have any news on anything not Lord of the Rings. Um, is there going to be a Strider card of Aragorn? So I'm not going to say yes or no, but I'll answer the sort of gist of that question um, by answering it another way. Um, there are various versions of characters throughout uh, all of this. Um, so for example, there's another version of Gollum that's actually called Smeagol. Uh, so, you're going to see characters from throughout the journey of Lord of the Rings, and that goes for a bunch of different characters. So all the main characters get various versions that show them at different stages. You saw the starter kit version of Aragorn and Arwen Wedd. There are, of course, versions of Aragorn um, before he's king, when he's a ranger, etc., etc. 
Um, are there any planeswalkers in this set? Great question because um, that is not, you know, there aren't any planeswalkers in Lord of the Rings. So the answer is no. There are no planeswalkers in the set because there are no planeswalkers in Lord of the Rings. Uh, yes, this set is coming to Arena. All of the cards will be playable in Arena in Alchemy and Historic. Will there be Lord of the Rings wallpapers on the website? Love the art. Um, you know what? I'm not 100% clear on that. We do release wallpapers fairly regularly, but um, I'm not sure. We're, we'll know more once we get closer to release. Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. Are there any major returning mechanics from normal magic? Uh, well, yes. I mean, the, the set is strewn with them. So, for example, you saw food. Food is one such mechanic that is coming back. Uh, when is the Mitko release for the set? I believe it is the same as the Arena release. That is the digital release. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Are all of the Soul Rings limited or just the serialized ones? So, the um, if you're talking specifically about the Elven, Dwarven, and Human uh, versions of the rings, the ones that have um, the... Uh, uh, the flavor text that show uh, in Quenya, those are limited. So there's 3,000 of the non-serialized and then 300 of the serialized elven versions, for example. There we go. Uh, there are soul rings, of course, in the commander releases that have different art that are, are not of these um, that actually are, are pretty cool. And I believe there's a version of them in the deck or in the uh, article going up today. So there are soul rings, not with these arts, not with the um, poem in Quenya in them, that are in the commander decks. Let's see. Yes, correct. This set is based on the books. Okay, apparently I have confirmation that we will have wallpapers for this set, which is fantastic. Um, I, I kind of answered this question earlier, but um, I, I, it's a good one to touch on because I know there are a lot of questions. Is the power level of Lord of the Rings the same as Modern Horizons 2? It was not designed that way. Um, it was certainly designed with some modern in mind. So actually, Sean, if we can put uh, Reprieve back up on the screen. So uh, when I was talking about it, there are some things that are you know, meant for modern playability. Reprieve is remand in white, and I think we can see this showing up in the same types of decks that might want tithe or might just be looking to delay their opponent so they can attack with a bunch of humans, for example. Um, but it is definitely not meant to shake up the format the same way that Modern Horizons 2 did. Uh, the set is it really was designed as a love letter to the Lord of the Rings, and um, modern playability came as, as part of that, but it was not a main focus. So will Wasteland be legal in modern? No. Uh, to reiterate that again, the box toppers are listed as part of the Commander release, and so are not technically being added to modern. Some of them are already modern legal, some of them are not. It doesn't change their legality with the box toppers. Mm -mm -mm. Let's see. Are there any goblins or orcs in this set? Yeah, it seems uh, likely. Female Ents in Mythic Rare. That's a funny Lord of the Rings joke. There are Ents in this set. Um, why make it modern legal? So uh, the reason we made it modern legal was to make it so that as many people as possible could play with this set. We are super, super excited. I, it's, it's really hard to underscore how excited people in the studio, people who worked on this set, are for this release. Um, it was done with every bit of love and fandom that we could possibly put together. And so as part of that, when designing the set, they were like, why are we limiting this? We want as many people as possible to play with it. 
And so it's, it's good to keep in mind that when people are, even when people are not playing in tournaments, sometimes they use the, well, let's do modern legal, because maybe that's when their collection extends to, maybe that's what works for their play group. And so we wanted to make sure that as many people as possible could play with this set, with the Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-earth, and not just in multiplayer formats, but in 1v1 formats as well. And so modern legal was kind of the, the furthest back we could push it, um, to make it playable by as many people as possible. It's just that exciting. Uh, will the Balrog have wings? You will, will have to stay tuned. Um, will there be no rebalancing for this set in Historic and Alchemy? I don't want to say never say, I don't want to never say never that, um, but the intent is not to. Um, you mentioned listening to Lord of the Rings podcasts. Do you have any recommendations for those of us who want to learn more about Tom Bombadil? Um, so I will, I will call out the podcast that I personally listen to. This is not a company recommendation. This is just the one I listened to. Um, it's from a podcast called Nerd of, the, uh, Nerd of the Rings, and it was just um, Who is Tom Bombadil, and it had five theories. That was the one I listened to this week. Um, my favorite of those theories, by the way, for, for those who want to go deep, was that Tom is the incarnation of the, basically the song that created everything. That, that's the theory. I also like the theory that Tom Bombadil is just Tom Bombadil and Tolkien thought he was cool and yeah. Um, did I read correctly that every bundle comes with the run, one ring? You did. So every bundle, so a bundle and gift bundle, both of them come with that scene with four cards, with uh, that, the versions that we saw today of Frodo, Sam, there we are, Frodo, Sauron's Bane, Samwise the Stouthearted, Gollum, Patient Plotter, and the One Ring. All four of those cards in this treatment come in every bundle, both bundle and gift bundle. And in the bundles, let me make sure I'm saying this right, uh, in the bundles, they come in foil. And in collector boosters, you can get these cards individually, they don't come as a set in collector boosters, but you can get them individually uh, as non-foil. Are Gimli and Legolas going to appear? Of course. Um, if you can name a character, chances are very good that they are in this set. I honestly can't think of exceptions. There probably are. There probably are named characters who are not in this set. Um, I, like, I want to say how deep this goes, there's, I'm going to give it away, there's a Build-A-Pony, there's a Build-A-Pony, like, that's how deep it goes. Um, I'm not going to say what it does or anything like that, but, because I've, I've already gone further than I should. Um, does this set have reprints or only new cards? So the Commander set, here, here's a cool thing about the Commander deck, so the Commander decks do have reprints in them, but they are all, um, let me make sure I'm saying this right before I go further. Because I'm about to, well, obviously they have sorry. So I mean, yes, the answer is there are reprints in the commander decks. Yes, so there are reprints in the commander decks, but they do have Lord of the Rings art. The main set, I am not a hundred percent sure um, if there are any reprints in the set. There may be some here or there, but I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. So don't quote me on that. Um, is this set Pioneer legal? No. Let's see. Um, will Soul Ring be Historic Brawl legal? I do not know the answer to that. Um, I'm not actually sure Soul Ring, if Soul Ring is coming to Arena or not. That's going to be a question for the Arena team as we get closer. Uh, no, fetch lands are not in this set. I'm just going to, that always comes up with a modern set. Fetch lands are not in this set. Um, we'll, we'll squash that right now. Um, so are there all five wizards? We'll have to wait and see. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I'm making either a Tom commander deck or a Treebeard if he's super awesome. I'm, I'm eyeing Tom. Like I said, I saw Tom Bombadil and I literally teared up when I saw the card. Um, so that may be my first commander deck, but we'll see. Let's see. 
Will we get a card named and my axe? You'll have to wait and see. I've already gone further. I've already gone further with that build a pony thing than I was supposed to. Um, let's see. <laughs> uh, the chance to open the one ring is linked to where you are living in the world. For example, do Americans have better chances to open it than Europe and Asia? So the one ring is going to be an English language collector boosters. Wherever you open that booster um, doesn't have any bearing on it. It is English language collector boosters. Is Colossal Dreadmon this set? No. No. Let's see. Looking to see what I can answer. We do only have 10 minutes left. So there are, I'm, I'm seeing a bunch of good questions and there are just a number that uh, I'm not able to answer at this point. Um, let's see. I think I am about out of questions I can answer without going further than Bill the Pony. So no, no more preview cards. So uh, just so everyone is aware, um, Lord of the Rings, we will have our next look is going to be at MagicCon Minneapolis, where we'll, we'll share just a little bit, a little bit more about the Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-earth. Uh, and then can we put the graphic, the dates graphic back up there before we go? So again, the debut and the beginning of previews will be May 30th. Previews will run through June 9th with the global tabletop release on June 23rd. I, how are you, Blake? I, that great question. I'm so excited. This is one of the first shows I was actually nervous about um, because I was so excited and wanted to convey that to all of you. This set is really cool. Um, things like Tom Bombadil, Mount Doom, um, just kind of scratch the surface of the flavor that is imbued throughout this set. Uh, the commander decks are fantastic, and, and they let you play as, as who you want to play as. Um, and so I am super excited for this set. I am super excited to talk more about it when we get to MagicCon Minneapolis and to May 30th. In the meantime, that is all I have to share. Next week, we are going to be off, um, but we will be back the week after that. So thank you everyone for tuning in to the first look at The Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-Earth. We'll see you soon.